combat divas Stomp your left, right, left Combat divas Big Toe Seasoning is the best seasoning since Larry's With its array of blended seasonings to include Creole and salt-free options Big Toe Seasonings is your guide to family dinners, barbecues, game day, and seafood boils Head over to BigToeSeasoning.com and use our promo code COMBATDIVAS10 to receive 10% off your order. All right. Next up on the docket is My Daughter's Tea House. My Daughter's Tea House is your home for tea blends, guys. If you're looking for help with weight loss, looking for a good detox, which I was looking for both, um, looking for energy, I'm always looking for energy, or you just need time to relax, head over to www.etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash M-E-D-A-R-D-A-S T-House and use promo code COMBATDIVA for 10% off your order. All right, and last but certainly not least, Wholeness Oasis is our urban holistic wellness boutique that we get all of our athletic wear as well as our products for hair and body. Head over to wholenessoasis.com and use our promo code COMBATDIVAS and enjoy 15% off when you order $40 or more. Combat Divas, stomp your left, right, left. Combat Divas. Yo, welcome back to the Combat Divas podcast. This your girl, TG. And your girl, Tanisha B. And we are back, 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 back for another episode. Hey, we are excited to be here and also a little fired up, but we're trying to keep our composure as much as possible. We have a special guest on today. Uh, and what's your rank, Pan? I don't want to say it wrong. Oh, you want uh, to leave your rank so out? I can leave it. No, no, I'm a second class petty officer in okay. the Navy. Gotcha. Serving active okay. duty. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Second class petty officer, Pam Poo, uh, active duty Navy. Uh, the sister of Tae-U. Tae-U. I just wrote it too. Tae-U. I'm sorry. Corporal Tae-U. If you have not heard about this story, the Justice for Tae-U movement, Pan has been doing an awesome job getting her name out there, getting the spotlight and shed on this case that is very controversial and how her sister was, this is her sister, her sister was failed numerous times in the Marine Corps and still trying to work our way out of the situation. And so we're going to get more of the backstory on the, on this. And we just really want you guys to a really listen to what's going on. B think about what this means for not only uh Tay's case, but for women going forward from here, this can set a president to help and to enact some type of laws to help our future uh, female veterans, our young female veterans. I, this should not be an occupational hazard to be uh, harassed or assaulted in any way. And so uh, we're gonna we're gonna jump right into it. Uh, Tanisha B is our uh, our real communications expert, so we're gonna get her to <laughs> kick us off. <laughs> well, you just toss me toss me right on out there. This is what I like uh, to do. <laughs> so no, I. Um, Myself, I went through the story. You have a justice for for Teu on on Instagram, and I had did a deep dive to see what was going on to try to get more familiar with the story. And as I started to read through everything, 
I got, I just went through an array of emotions. Like, all right, here you have this young lady um, who was, uh, you know, a child of, of immigrants that came to this country for a better life for themselves and for their family and to bring honor upon their family and wanted to serve the country and the community. And it's like, it's one of those things to where she came in with bright eyes and just ready to just seize the world and discover and help people. And something like this happens. And then it kept, it's like, and that incident happened. And it's like, she, from that moment, she continued to be victimized. Yeah. And that's, that's the hard part too. That's, that's what made me mad. It was like, oh my God, this happened. But she kept it. She kept it to herself, which was which was her choice. And she came about telling her story in her own time. But it's the fact that she had to work alongside the person that victimized her. And that's and it's like when you have to do that, it's like that rape. It continues to happen every single day. You in the presence of that person. It's like you're it's like you're being raped all over again every single day as you're in that person's present. And that has to be a horrific ordeal. Yeah. Pam, tell us a little bit how this, how this started. So a little bit, as far as the background, Tay was raped by one of her own Marines. And since then she has learned to internalize her trauma to survive and to compartmentalize. And, and, and more so just because they had to support uh, the, the military's mission. So throughout the years, as she was achieving rank, she was earning responsibility um, and she and she was very sought out because she's very good at her job. And mm-hmm. so she was a squared away Marine. You would have never thought that, that that something like that could have happened to her. Even with the positive actions she was placing forth, she was still worried about rejection that may arise if she were to bring it out publicly that she was sexually assaulted by one of her own. Mm-hmm. And so as she came back stateside and then she checked in into her current command, um, the one that she's at now, and 2008 is, is the year that she started to have all these issues. And the behavior that, that was conducted by her peers, her chain of command, it was just unprofessionalism. It's a very toxic command climate. And the behavior that was shown towards her mental health her sexual assault and due processes is just egregious. And so to me, what that tells me is that no one in her chain of command had the courage to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, now you said 2018, this is when the initial assault took place. No, no, no. No. Okay, you said 2008 <laughs> yeah, just, or 2018. I was trying to. 2018, my sister, she started to have command. Um, climate issues and concerns gotcha okay mm-hmm. so um and just to get a timeline i'm sorry so the audience can have a timeline when, when did the initial assault occur so the sexual assault happened in 2015 i don't i think it's august 25th 2015 yeah no wow yeah the years wow okay 2015 and and wow, and she held that until 2018 to just to kind of drive on, keep the mission going. Mm-hmm. That's that's a big deal. And so then 2018, when she started to kind of what? So in 2015, though, she didn't initially report it, right? 
No, no, no. She reprisal and yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I understand. Okay. So then 2018, then we, we started to fast forward and it started to kind of take its toll. Yes. Yes. Okay. So, um, a series of events had happened from 2018 until the the day that she was arrested. Okay. And so, yeah. Um, and, and it was on April 5th, 2020. And Tay eventually breaks down. Uh, she has a, a, bre- a breakdown. Mm-hmm. And a fight ensues between her and her then boyfriend. And she's arrested with a misdemeanor uh, assault charge. The cops did not consider this to be an alleged attempted murder and these same officers had emotional intelligence because they were able to to tell the difference that my sister was under duress and that it wasn't just just that fight that that happened between with her her then boyfriend but it was a series of things and so they they knew like mentally she was in a crisis and so her then boyfriend did not press charges and she made bail that night. And shortly after she made bail, she checked herself into a mental health unit. Okay. Um, yeah. And then, and just to be clear, like a series of events happened even after that. But if you really want like the more in depth kind of timeline, I would just suggest that uh, for, for the listeners out there to visit justicefortau.org and we have a timeline on there uh kind of explaining it not in superb detail but just just enough for you guys to get the picture gotcha yeah, yeah i think that'll be important for them to be able to to see the timeline and put it together because uh even in some articles we read even uh earlier uh, earlier 2020 that uh tay had got so depressed that uh she attempted suicide even and that mm-hmm. wasn't scary that your family had to deal with as well Yes. And it wasn't just like a one suicide attempt. It was like quite a few. Wow. Yeah. Uh, this is, uh, uh, go ahead, Tanisha. <laughs> this is angry. No, it's yeah. so hard. When the, when the incident uh, first happened, she, back in 2015, she didn't confide in anyone. Did she talk to you? Did she talk to you about it? <clears throat> so, um, so for that, my um, I'm so sorry. What was I no. Can you repeat the question? I am so sorry. No, okay. <laughs> no, when the when the incident happened back in 2015, when she was assaulted, did she she just kept it completely to herself and wrote it in her journal, or did she confide? Did she confide in you about what happened to her? Not not me, just because I was on my first sea tour. And so throughout deployments and workups, like I really was just out of the picture. And the, the only person that she did confine in, um, what for sure in my in our family was our youngest sister. Okay. And they wow. just kind of kept it to themselves about like this she they didn't tell anybody. It was pretty much like a sister pack. They didn't talk about it. Um I don't know if between the conversations with her and my youngest sister, I just know with me, I did hear a brief that she was, you know, was sexually assaulted, but she did not like, she didn't want to go in detail with me. And, you know, and to be, to be transparent, me and my sister, like we're sisters, we fight all the time. So, you know, I'm I'm sure there were things that I would, I were doing that I was doing that made her feel like she couldn't confide in me. Okay. I I can understand. I mean, you're right. Sisters is, 
you know, it's 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 harder, you know, with the sibling rivalry. I mean, you still love them at the end of the day. We do anything for yes. them, you know, but it's like get out of my room type of thing. So I get that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> go ahead. So as I as I looked, I looked, I did go through um as much of the the timeline that I could like, you know, try to unpack. And it seemed as though like once she started to feel seemingly it'd be, it was able to, she was able to better come <laughs> Oh my goodness. I can't speak. She was be- better able to Okay. Well, I can't say the word. I need to say the word on a regular basis. I'm so sorry, listeners. My my apologies. But she was better. Okay, so she was better able to put it in a a different place in her mind when she was uh, transferred to a new duty station. So it showed that she was thriving. Um, people were calling upon her to help with administrative work. Um, she knew her regulations. She was promoted. So she was able to better put the past behind her to a certain extent because she wasn't surrounded by any reminders. Um, the sergeant before he was back in the rear where her old duty station was and she was fine until she transferred to and like what June of 2018 when she got to what Virginia and then everything kind of starts to unravel yes so can you give us a little bit more detail about like the unraveling part of it I would say from my own personal experience as a service member trying to advocate for mental health it you are going to be faced with ostracism by peers by your superiors by everyone, basically, because all they all they see is a perfect body, someone that's capable, but they don't understand that your mind is messed up and you're dealing with your own demons. And so people really don't have sympathy for or, or empathy for that matter when it comes to mental health. And um, another thing I see in my own personal experience is that when you try to assert your 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 rules, um, when you try to sort what you are entitled to as a service member, you're going to be faced with retaliation. You know, um, it, it, it could be very aggressive. It could be mild. It could be in the form of administrative retaliation. Yeah. And so I feel like my sister, me and her are exactly alike. We want to be treated how, you know, our father taught us to be treated. And, and we were taught to be respectful and we were taught to respect others. And so, you know, even throughout this whole process, she did everything right, you know, uh, straight from the media supervisor all the way to the CEO and every single one of them, they just failed. And, and another note is communication. There is a huge lap uh, disconnect when it comes to communication. (laughs) You tell your first immediate supervisor something, and then when it gets to the CO's level, it's something else. And that's something that's just relatable even outside of the military. Absolutely. Absolutely right. Yeah. (laughs) That that part is is all over the military. But it it shouldn't have failed that bad. Like this, the the common part of this should have been communicated. And even the, her, her new line supervisor, as, as uh, Tanisha was kind of explaining, that he even failed her and then asked for kind of a quid pro quo, like, I'll help you if you help me, you know? Yeah. She just yeah. fell into the hand of, uh, hands of predator after predator. A, she's, she's gorgeous, uh, which still shouldn't be an occupational hazard, but we, we see it all too often where gorgeous, young, 
female uh, uh, service member comes in, uh, tries to do their best and gets hounded and, and stalked mm-hmm. and, and, and just just uh, uh, become they become prey for for yeah. some of the, the ones that are in the military. And it's just absolutely unacceptable. And we should have a better way that we should be able to protect our, our young women where they don't feel the fear of reprisal or that they feel weak or anything like that. And I, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure that that's, it sounds like that's what Tay has went through. So even after the the civilian police officers let her go, she checked herself in and still, where did the Marine Corps come back up with charges? Like what, what so, did they feel like they needed to pick it up? So it wasn't until June 19th, 2020, that my sister was like, hey, I'm going to send you a couple of documents. I need you to help me. I'm going into the break. And I'm just like, what? For what? And then, but she was like, yeah, my command is sending me to the brig. And prior to this, they knew that she was in an intensive trauma unit. And so, and, they, and, and not only that, they knew that she tried to commit suicide multiple times. So they, they placed her in the brig. They set her up to fail. They didn't even do the right. They didn't follow the brig's instructions or anything. They set her up to fail. Wow. And they locked her in maximum custody status. And even, even throughout that day, she should have been told what she's being charged with. And they didn't tell her. And I firmly do believe that the chain of command and other enti- entities involved are aware of their violations. And instead of cho- choosing the moment to make it better, to make amends, they upcharged my sister and through a you know, a red herring into the conversation. And so, and I feel like that's a feeble attempt to hide their indiscretions. And, you know, quite frankly, like I'm going to keep whistleblowing on all of that until my sister gets justice because it's no human being, let alone my sister should ever go through something like that. Absolutely. I absolutely agree with that hundred percent. Absolutely. Like that's, that's horrific. Because now it's like they're using her as as an example. They're using her as an example in the most horrific way because it's saying that if you were assaulted in some type of way, it's your fault. And if you speak out about it, this is what can happen to you. So it continues to suppress anybody that wants to come forward, just even going through this, you know, going through this timeline, anybody, any of her fellow soldiers or anybody in any other service is reading this to say like, well, damn, if I come for, especially if they're a Marine, if I come forward and I can, and I say something that happened to me um, by a captain or anybody that's, uh, you know, higher rank than me, like what's going to happen? If this could happen to her, what's going to happen to me? I might as well just keep my head down and keep it to myself, which is the wrong thing to do because we're going to try our best to amplify this story because when I go back to where she did confide in a sergeant and he wanted to do a quid pro quo for that and then she needed his help and it's like, it's it had been damaging either way. So she declined him and things still kind of snowballed in the worst direction and had she obliged, it still would have been like, oh, well, you're just like they said you were. Because I'm pretty sure he heard the gossip and the rumors and everything, too. It's like, well, this person couldn't have been lying. 
she gave it to him and she gave it to me too. So either way it went, it still would have been a finger, you know, at her back unjustly. Yeah, yes. very unjustly. And so now she's currently still in the brick. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, is she is she's awaiting a pretrial? Yes, she's a pretrial prisoner. Okay. And so I, I saw something where the judge made remarks um, kind of kind of against the Marine Corps for trying to su- suppress uh, evidence. So is do, do you foresee this uh, somewhat? I, I really hope it does go into uh, Tay's favor, even so because the boyfriend didn't press charges, correct? Yes, he, he did not. And, and even to this day, you know, we keep in touch uh, often and we both want the same thing. We want to advocate for Tay. We want justice for Tay. Yeah. Is he a service member too? He was up until recently. He got out of the Marine Corps. Mm-hmm. Oh, he was in the Marine Corps too. Okay. Yes, he mm-hmm. was. Um, yes. Yeah. The, do you know the name of the person that assaulted her back in 2015? Did you don't she have to say it. Oh, yes. You know, I know. I know who it is. His name is Carlos Salazar. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just feel like because my sister's like, name is out there, my name mm-hmm. is out there, and mm-hmm. he made a comment to the war horse trying to be a smartass, he put himself out there. Oh, he oh, he already put himself out there. So now we missed that part. Oh, that's fine. Well, we're not going to protect the we we're not going to protect the. Uh, I'm not yeah, either. I, 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 well, I just didn't know if you wanted to or not. You know, but now that we got it out there, we we definitely going to. No fear, uh, Carlos. Yeah. Yeah. I will look and I will. Yeah, oh, I'm Carlos. The, I'm the finder there over here. Yeah, you are the finder. <laughs> Goddamn PI, but um. <laughs> I just I, I think this is a, a, a good story to put out. Now you started with the senator of Arizona. Is that correct? My sister, I don't know why. Like there are so many reasons. I, I wish I could have told her if I knew who she was going to send it to, but she sent it to Senator uh, Martha McSally. Yeah, and I don't know if people are aware she firmly had a stance on one of the generals, and and she basically gaslit the the other survivor and I was and being a survivor herself she should have been more than empowering she should have she should have stand with her sister in solidarity but instead she chose to criticize her and and it's the it's the rape culture like this is this is what we're allowing our women to go through now and men too no, yeah. you're absolutely right. Rape- it does happen. It definitely does happen on on both ends. It's just that um, men are, you know, reluctant to less reluctant to come forth about a situation that 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 they've been a victim in. It's because it's that the masculine part of them saying that like, uh, no, this doesn't happen to men, and a lot of them they don't report it. Which yeah, I really yeah. think they will come forward, you know, to say, hey, this happened and this happened to me. But you have you have social media these days, which is very hard in itself because we just think of two opposite ends. Like when they talk about domestic abuse, when a woman is abused, it's oh, my God, oh, my God, the guy needs to pay. And, you know, that's horrible. You should never hit a woman. And then it's a detail of a man being, you know, physically abused. And it's like, ah, you couldn't take her. Oh, ha ha. And it's, and it's a laughing matter when both are just equally 
as serious. Same thing with sexual assault when it happens to men as well. It's just as important as if it was to happen to a female, but they get they get ridiculed. So we need mm-hmm. to bombard our Congress is what you're saying, Pam. We need yes. to bombard our Congress with letters to all of our senators. AOC recently uh, came out with some stuff. So she needs a bunch of letters. Uh, <laughs> the vice president needs a bunch of letters because she was working on actually a, a subcommittee uh, that dealt with sexual assault before she got elected. So we just need to bombard Congress is what you're saying, Pam. Yes. I mean, especially those that are on the armed forces uh, house committee, we need to, the chairperson, all of them, they, we need to, we need to alarm them and we have to do it to where you let all of them know so that they can stand with each other in solidarity. Like there should be no, they can't say, oh, I don't know. Or I, you know, I heard ends and bits here. No, it needs to be a mass outpour of survivors sharing their stories. And right. I don't know if you guys caught it, but um, Senator Gillibrand and Congresswoman Jackie Spear, they wrote a letter to President Biden asking him um, for the Military Justice Act so that survivors and they noted that the survivors, it's a disproportionate um amount of women that are going through this and 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 that's crazy because you know um it's 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 been going on for decades and decades and and it's happening to lower ranking female enlisted uh women and and that's just not okay you know Uh, I have a, a, my son's about to turn eight and I don't want him to ever go through a situation that I've went through or my sister or anybody, any other survivor has has ever gone through. Definitely. Uh, We, and we should be able to eradicate rape culture at this point, or at least make a big dent. I mean, it seems like almost we're going backwards from time to time and and we protect, we protect our, the, the ones that that are doing the wrong. Uh, We protect the, the, the predators. But seldom do we protect our survivors and, and they're equally defending the country. It's not like we're doing less work. We do it just as much as they are. And, not, and yeah. yet they get protected and we get not thrown right. under the bus. So yeah. that, needs to, that needs to stop. And then they always time. Come, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say it's time for a Me Too uh, military movement. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> we should I'm, start that Me Too military version. That's, that's, I'm tired of everything being a secret. I'm tired of everything being handled behind closed doors. It's more like um, the military is like, oh, when they do the it's family business type of thing to where no one outside of us, no one outside of our branches need to know what's going on in-house because we'll take care of take care of it in-house, which would not be a problem if they actually took care of it in-house. Yeah. Now, if something was to happen within their walls and within their protection and they lay the fucking hammer down on the people, excuse my language, sorry, but if they <laughs> were to lay the hammer down on the on the abusers, then I wouldn't mind it. No one would mind it. They'll be like, okay, well, the, the civilian media, they don't have to know anything about what's going on here because we got this. We yeah. handled this. We punished the person. They're no longer a part of this uh, military and it's done. But when it's being suppressed and now the, the victims have to continue to work alongside of the abusers and no one is listening to their story. And then they are the ones that get reprimanded. Mm-hmm. She was reduced mm-hmm. in rank. And it was like, for what? Why was she reduced? 
because the person that she called upon, she (laughs) she trusted with her story because it is so hard to tell your story, because when you tell your story, you're reliving that event all over again. She confided Mm -hmm. in this man and he decided that I'm going to further victimize you. I'm going to capitalize on this, on your vulnerability. Now I'm going to try to get a piece. And it's just, I want to punch everybody in the face. (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm I'm like, because I'm angry. And I'm like, I, I'm, (laughs) I as well is, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a survivor as well. I had an event. It happened to me while I was serving in Iraq back in 2004. And I didn't tell anybody. My situation resulted in a pregnancy and I told no one. I told no one. I, in some way, some way, somehow it came, it came out that I was pregnant because we had two months left. And I was like, I can just keep this to myself and nobody would know. And I couldn't keep it to myself. And then I was, I was sent home and I didn't tell anybody about what happened to me until almost 15 years later. Wow. And it was even hard to even tell, like never even told the story in detail. I think I finally told the story in detail when I had a meltdown while I was at work and I had to, I had to get it out. And I told a, a representative at the, at the VA medical center. And then I, then I was, um, clinically diagnosed with uh, post-traumatic stress disorder. So it's, it's very hard. And I can, she sounds like a very strong individual. I know she's strong to even keep it to herself. And she was rightfully so to assume that she would have some backlash to know that she would fear, you know, she had a right to fear retaliation because as soon as she told a story, that's exactly what happened. And it should never happen that way. That person should have set aside his own (laughs) bottom brain thinking and assisted the soldier. Yeah. Pan, strength runs in the family. How has this affected your lifestyle since this, since this started? Uh, (laughs) It's been very um, bittersweet, but I know that God he's always answering my prayers and he does it in a way that like, I'm just like, Oh man, why? You know, it's, it's never (laughs) what we ask for, but, but it's what our heart, like what we ask for in our heart, it's really the path that he's trying to set you on. And so it's been, it's been, man, it's been, I'm trying not to curse, but it's been so fucking bitter. (laughs) If you're going to do it anyway, this is the show to do it. (laughs) It's just been so damn bittersweet. And and I'm just, you know, I cry and I laugh and, and it's just, my emotions are like all over the place. And, and, but it's really sweet because I am finally advocating for my sister. I don't know if she, you know, and I tell her this all the time, but she in turn has empowered me and so many others that have been through a similar journey. And, and for me to finally come out and tell what happened to me, because I waited almost three years. I, I didn't, I didn't want to tell anybody. I acted like it never happened and it broke me. It literally broke me. And, but 
finding myself again and, and, and being nice to myself and loving myself, trying to marry myself again, I feel like it's been very bittersweet. Yeah. 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 And cause you still, I mean, you still active duty. So you're still going to the work. Uh, yep. you're still, you know, trying your best to get as much information out as, as possible. Um, I don't know if you received any backlash or any, uh, you know, naysayers, you know, right. you negatively know? about your sister. Well, I'm, I'm not going to lie. Uh, that right when I came out publicly, there was, I noticed there was a lot more people stopping by where I was living and, you know, I'm the type of person, if you come to my house, I'm going to ask, who are you? And, and I'll pull right. out my phone and I would be like, who are you? What are you doing? Get away from here. <laughs> you yeah, know? And, right. Yeah. Was I being hypervigilant? Yes. Am I human? Yes. Like I, I knew what I was doing and I knew that it was going to cause waves. And going forward, I had a huge support group, my attorney. Uh, there's so many people that, that are with me. And so I'm not doing this by myself, but I did bring it to the attention of my command. They are aware and yeah. you know, they can try whatever they want. Yeah. <laughs> you shouldn't get any backlash at all for this. I just, you know, these things tend to, you know, cause problems and even on social media it causes a naysayer wave. Well, what if, and all this other stuff. So I, you know, I wasn't sure if you, you had but, started to experience those things. I'm sorry, Tanisha, go ahead. No, I know. I was listening. I was, I'm not sure if I heard correctly. You said that something happened to you as well. Yes. I'm a survivor as well. And it, it happened to me in 2017 and it was my immediate supervisor. And so, you know, afterwards I didn't report it right away and I had to work for this man. Uh, he sent his little goons to, to find me all over the ship. Girl, like it was just crazy. Oh I, this man was very obsessed with me and will come into the female birthing to ask for me, to have others ask for me. And it was just, it was getting really out of hand. And, you know, and I, and I would, I did, I, I was in that kind of environment for about a year. And then when I reported it, medical drugged me, kept drugging me, sent me off the ship, said I was unstable, all these things. Mind oh. you, I'm a sapper VA. So I know the resources that are available on board for survivors. And so they, they gaslit me the the program it's not in telling all the rights that survivors are entitled to and right. so it's it's not even just me Kay or you know everyone that's it's bigger than it's bigger than this because we literally have policies that say hey we're going to let these kind of behaviors uh there there is going to be a tolerance where it should be zero tolerance and we're not, we're not doing this fuckery. Like we're, we're not for this, you know, we should be yeah. men and women of standard. Let's, let's act way, act that way. We know better. Let's do better. Exactly. I and agree with that hundred percent. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Tanisha. No, I, what were you going to say? No, I was, I was going to say, thank, I was going to thank her for telling even her story. I'm, I was going to thank you, Pan. I'm talking about you now. No, thank I was going to thank you, Pan, for telling thank your story you. as well. Thank you. No, yeah, well, thank you for, thank you. But I, I I just find it like I, I it's like I'm I'm just going through just all the different levels of emotions because it's like we join together to fight. Volunteer. <laughs> right. We volunteer. We volunteer our lives and sacrifice our lives to protect the country together as brothers and sisters together. 
Why mm-hmm. do I have to not only watch out for the enemy, but I got to watch out for you too. I have that these people, I'm supposed to be able to trust my left and my right and the person in formation in front of me and behind me. I'm supposed to be able to trust these people because this is supposed to be my family. Mm-hmm. Now I have to protect myself against my right, my left. And that's too many right. fucking enemies. Yeah, I know that's right. That's too many people. You got to keep, uh, keep your eye on. Pam, how, how exactly can we tell our audience to go forth to, to help Tay? Like in, in whatever way, I mean, whatever way we can, how can we help? Well, I would say one, do self-care for yourself. Make that a priority because a lot of this work, a lot of th- the things that we were talking about, it's very triggering and it, and you know, and it's not a, it's not a, it just does not feel good. And so I would say first self-care. And then secondly, when you guys have the energy, you have the time, the space, um, to join us, me and, and my family and, um, and join us in arms, you know, justice for Tau. If you guys go on justice for org, there's a, um, tabs where they have like the poor, uh, timeline of events that's happened to her and um oh yes and then we also have a call of action for those that have the authority to speak on behalf of my sister and so and 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 one thing that I really really would like all of you guys to do as constituents is contact your senators your congressional members and tell them like hey I want to support a better, a better plan, a military justice reform act, so that survivors never have to go through something that like Tay has gone through. And and call, you know, all you gotta do is just Google who's on the Armed Forces uh, House Committee and mm-hmm. and email every single one of them. If if you don't live in their district, put it out to people like, hey, if you live in that district, you need to contact this person and CC everyone. CC yep. everyone. You can CC me. Uh, my email is on uh, Justice for Tau um, platforms on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You know, um, and I, I'm very open. You know, everything I'm doing, I'm not doing it behind you know closed doors. The military right. knows what I'm doing. My chain of command knows what I'm doing. The Marine Corps knows what I'm doing, and and they can't say, "Oh, we didn't know." Like yep. eventually, they're going to have to answer for their actions, or you know, or matter of fact, lack lack of action, and Absolutely. and so. Yeah, there is going to be a testimony and this is not going to be forever. They're not going to oppress my sister forever. And so if people have the time and energy, I I could really use the support that's on justiceforteu.org. Uh, there's a series of uh, petitions that you can sign for her. She has a GoFundMe. And right now we're selling like t-shirts and stuff with like the logo of my sister. We're going to get a couple of them. Uh, anything we can do to support. Um, I've already, as soon as I read the case, I started emailing Tammy Duckworth. So, um, you know, my, my, she knows about my sister. Yeah. She, she did, uh, she did, she did say something about it too, um, on, on her, uh, on her platform. So I think that's amazing. And if we can just keep them talking, keep them talking about it. And I just don't want to be a blurb on nobody's radar. I want them to continue to have this discussion until a Tay has justice and B so we all the survivors are able yes. to do justice for this. It's, 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 this is about Tay, and I can appreciate her strength in allowing uh, everybody else into her her life. 
so that we can bring attention to this in general and your and your life, all you guys like your whole family. And I know we appreciate it be an easy battle. We appreciate you as well for coming to us and bringing the story to us, not only sharing your sister's story, but also, you know, sharing your survivor story as well. It's very important. So it's like the more, you know, more people speak out, it, it kind of it gives that courage for other people to come out and speak out because they know they have somebody that's going to support them and be on their side. So we definitely appreciate you using using our budding platform to share the story. Absolutely. Thank you for letting me have you guys' space. Like, I, I honestly, nothing is ever done with one person. And so I, I feel like, you know, having each other to empower each other to fight for each other's justice is such a beautiful thing, especially here in America. Like, we are all about our rights. And and if you, if a person is not happy and someone's infringing on, on their human rights, their service member rights, we need to say something, you know? And, right. and so I... I thank you guys for your energy, whatever you can devote your time to. It means so much to me. Oh, yeah. I, I can't wait. I cannot wait. So this this will be, she will get justice. Like you said, just keep on praying. Uh, all our prayers are up for her. I hope that she's, you know, maintaining some, as much mental health as she possibly can in the brig, um, especially under maximum security, as if she was like a flight risk or something. Are you able to speak with her while she's there? Yes, I am. She calls me almost every day. And there's been a couple of times where I didn't hear from her on a daily. And it, you know, it, it breaks my heart because I do not have that faith in the military. And so I don't trust them to do the right thing. Um, but what I do know is God, you know, he like, he loves that girl and he's going to use her for a testimony. Yeah. <laughs> That's what yeah. Like I love that. Pan, thank you so much for coming through. Thank we can't you. wait to, to help be advocates on behalf of Tay and behalf of your whole family. Uh, we love you guys so much and we're here for you. Anything else comes up, you need us, give us a holler. And we'll, thank be, you, right sister. we'll be right thank on you. it. All right. So Thank you. Uh, you got all your information. We'll make sure that's out in the show notes and uh, get everything out. You stay well, stay safe. And if you need us, like I said, give us a holler. Tanisha B. Thank you. Can they reach <laughs> Thank you. You can reach us at our website, combatdivaspodcast.net. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Combat Divas Podcast and Twitter at Combat Divas Pod 1 for all of the updated information on our book. Be sure to sign up for our newsletter to stay current on special deals and updates. Combat Divas, stomp your left, right, left. Combat Divas.